think. Act and prosper. You are now tuned into the Money Level Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Money Level Show where we think, act, and prosper. And so today I want to talk about some big gains that I am looking forward to in the near future. Yes, you heard that right. Some big gains that I am looking forward to in the near future. Um, so, you know, first of all, you know, I want to say that I do a lot of research on this stuff, you guys. And I don't know if people take my advice. Sometimes I get responses from people and I hear from people and they say, hey, man, you know, um, I heard what you said and I'm going to get into this this sector. I'm going to start buying gold. I'm going to start getting into Bitcoin, all those different types of things. But I just want you guys to know that I don't like to toot my own horn, but I do a lot of research on this stuff and I'm starting to see a lot of this stuff come to pass. You know, I did a podcast episode about Bitcoin back in October. And during that podcast episode, I was talking about you know, why I like Bitcoin. And I talked about why I invest in it. And sure enough, you know, Bitcoin is hitting all time highs. You're seeing Bitcoin at 24,000 over 24,000. It's been hovering around 23,000, 24,000 the last few days. Um, and it's hitting all time highs and I expect it to go even higher. So a lot of people are asking me, should I sell my Bitcoin? Should I sell it? And for me personally, you know, I can't give financial advice, but me personally, I'm not selling my Bitcoin. And some people may think that I'm crazy, you know, like, oh, you know, um, you should sell that. You should take your profits, all of those different things. But to be honest, y'all, I don't want to sell my Bitcoin and be in a position to where I have to gain a higher, um, I have to get back in at a higher price. And so, um, so what I mean by that is that you, when you buy Bitcoin, if you're not buying a whole Bitcoin, or even if you're buying a whole Bitcoin, you get in at a certain price range. For me, that price range was about $12,000 and I was in it before at about $6,000. I sold off and then I got back in at around $12,000. And now that Bitcoin is at $25,000, you know, I'm seeing a profit. And with that being said, even though Bitcoin is at an all time high, you know, when it goes back down or when it corrects or whatever, who's to say that it's going to correct that 12,000 where I originally got in, you know, and this is what's called lower highs or higher lows because it is lower than the all time high, but it's higher than it was before, you know, and I don't expect it to go back down to you know, 6,000 or 3,000 where it was a couple years ago, but I expected to stay up uh, pretty decent, pretty fair range. And so um, I'm going to be continuously buying back in and things like that. I mean, we, it's, it's a lot of institutional money getting into Bitcoin, uh, PayPal, Square, uh, MicroStrategy, a lot of places. I mean, countries are using Bitcoin like Iran is using Bitcoin because the U.S. is putting sanctions on them in regards to the U.S. dollar and all of those different things. So you got Venezuela. They they have they have people mining Bitcoin and stuff like that. So people are actually waking up and getting into this Bitcoin space. And so they see it as a 
a benefit because it's decentralized. And so the U.S. dollar is the reserve currency status. So the U.S. has a lot of power when it comes to money. So the U.S. can say, no, you can't you can't buy oil in dollars, you know, or or whatever. I mean, usually you have to buy oil in dollars, but they may restrict other people from buying oil in different currencies and things like that. And so the U.S. have always had a problem with Iran. So they started putting restrictions on Iran uh, about the use of the U.S. dollar and things like that. So Iran has always been using gold, but they also started moving towards Bitcoin. So these are some important factors that you have to consider when you're investing because the politics and all these things, they play a key role in this. They play a key role in this stuff. And so I've talked about a lot of the other commodities that I'm bullish on um, and some of those being like silver. I'm really bullish on silver. It's one of the most undervalued assets today. I mean, you can get silver for about I mean, spot price is about twenty five to twenty six dollars, but you're going to pay some premiums on that. So you may end up paying about twenty eight to twenty nine to thirty, thirty one, thirty two dollars, somewhere around there, depending on where you buy it. And so when I say premiums, people charge premiums over the spot price. So silver is currently at twenty five to twenty six dollars an ounce. People charge premiums based off like the production of the silver, the 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 artwork that goes into minting the coins, the the dealer getting their their fee and their cut off the top of it as well. So you see the price of silver actually above the spot price because of those premiums. And so uh, I'm bullish on silver because of its use in the solar panel industry and also it's used in electric vehicles and things like that. So I am bullish on silver, especially in the near term. And I'm also bullish on platinum you know platinum's used in fuel cells and things like that and platinum is very scarce as well as silver so a lot of these metals are very scarce and they're being used in this industrial space and that's the reason why i'm bullish on them because if they're scarce and there's a demand for it especially an industry demand then the prices are going to skyrocket and i've mentioned before the price of rhodium uh, rhodium is a, is a metal that industries use in order to reduce emissions from cars. And so the auto industry got into rhodium to use to for catalytic converters and things like that to reduce the emissions that are being let out by cars because they're trying to clean up the air. They're trying to clean up, you know, do more cleaner energy initiatives and things like that. And the price of rhodium went from about 2000. I mean, I think a couple years ago it was about $2,000 an ounce. The joint hit $16,000 an ounce, y'all, $16,000 an ounce. For me, you know, I believe that some of these metals, especially uh, palladium, platinum, uh, silver, copper is going to go up higher as well, nickel, lithium. I mean, these metals have a lot of industrial use. And once the industry are in need of those metals, which they already currently are, um, but right now they're very scarce. I mean, I, I spoke before about lithium being very scarce and there's a lot of uh, auto industries and, and businesses that are trying to get into the electric vehicle space and you need nickel and lithium to make those batteries. Um, I'm very bullish on these metals, you all, and, and I'm hoping that you all are taking this, you know, not advice, but taking this perspective and being able to do your own research and see like, hey, if that's the right investment for you. But for me, I'm very 
I'm very convinced that these metals are going to do really well in the future. Now, gold obviously does good in in uh, inflationary environments when they the Federal Reserve continues to print a lot of money, you know, and, and we're seeing the dollar lose a lot of value and gold continues to maintain its value. But however, with gold, gold is mostly a monetary metal. And so it could be used for the industry. It's very unique in that way. It's the best store of electricity, all those different things. But it's mostly used for monetary uses. And so uh, I'm still bullish on gold. And I believe that that's going to that's going to continue to rise as well, especially as inflation sets in and however that plays out. And I believe that inflation may may play out in the prices of gas and oil and all of those different things in the future. So investors, you know, a lot of times we run to what is trendy. Like we we hear something and we run to it and we're like, oh, we don't want to miss out. And that is called FOMO, which is fear of missing out. And so we run and we pile up these stocks, you know, we pile into these stocks and the stocks get overvalued and then the stocks eventually uh, crash or correct really, really bad. I think that you know, there's a lot of FOMO right now, a lot of speculation on a lot of these companies. People aren't uh, doing the due diligence to research like the balance sheets of the companies or research like the models of the companies. Who's the CEO? Uh, why is this company important? Why is this company needed? Why is this a good company? Do they have positive cash flows? Do they have more assets than they have in liabilities? Do they have manageable debt for the long term? It's, it's a lot of things that goes into investing in a stock and a lot of people are just buying a stock because oh they seen it seen it on cnbc or they seen it on uh their friend talking about tesla or whatever people just pile into these stocks without even doing any research uh just to make a quick buck and for me i like to do the opposite and so when you study the wealthy the wealthiest people they like to invest in the most hated assets so the most hated assets and I say that because people aren't buying them. People aren't buying the most hated assets. And those assets are cheaper than the popular ones, such as, you know, Tesla, Microsoft and and things of that nature. You know, those assets are very popular. However, investors that are wise and investors that are successful, they run to the most hated assets that people are not buying. They invest in the most hated countries that people were not going or investing in, such as Russia or China or wherever. They invest in those places. They look at it objectively. They don't look at it as, hey, my friend said that this company is cool, so I'm going to go buy some shares in that company. They look at it objectively, like, what does this look like? You know, how is this going to look long term for this country or how is it going to look long term for this company? And one of the one of the hated assets right now is oil. Like people are not buying oil stocks as much. Oil stocks are still down. They're still down on their lows, probably about 50 percent or something like that. But they pay some really good dividends and oil is being used every day. I mean, how many of you that listen to my podcast actually go and get gas in your car how many of you have electric vehicles and how many people um you know have gas ran vehicles i mean i'm sure a lot of us do have gas ran vehicles i don't believe a lot of my friends have a lot of um electric vehicles so i mean that just says it right there and 
looking at how oil has had an overproduction and so we had a lot of supply and so we couldn't store all the supply we had with COVID, you know, oil hit negative negatives in the barrels because we had too much oil to supply and people weren't going anywhere. People weren't traveling. You had boats and weren't importing or exporting. You had planes that weren't flying as much because they cut down the flight schedules. You had trains that weren't moving as much. And so the demand for oil had dropped off significantly uh, when COVID first hit. And so that was the hated asset at that point. And then what do you see? You know, you have politicians and stuff. They want the green energy and all of this stuff. But most of the world still runs on oil. And so that is a commodity that is going to be needed in the future. However, I didn't come here today to talk about oil. I came to talk about an even more hated asset. And this asset is called uranium. So uranium is used for a lot of things, but the most things that we think about uranium, you know, which is nuclear energy, uh, we think about nuclear bombs, nuclear power plants, and you know, disasters that happen with those when they explode. I mean, we um, nuclear uh, power plant uh, exploded in Japan back in 2011. I mean, injured a lot of people. You know, you think of war. You know, all of those different things. So it is one of the most hated assets out there. You know. Um, however, uranium is what is needed for clean energy. It is what is needed for clean energy. It doesn't give off any emissions or anything like that. It is actually used for clean energy. Uranium is also needed to turn the lights on in your house. Yes, that is correct. Your house is most likely operating on nuclear energy to turn the lights on in your house. So imagine not having lights in your house um, and not being on uranium. So uranium, there is a huge demand for. There is a big demand for. What is happening in the uranium space is uh, since COVID, you've had uh, mines that have been shut down and it takes a long time to get these mines back up and running. It could take one or two years to get a mine back up and running. So whenever you shut a mine down, you're shutting down production, right? And so with COVID, a lot of this production has shut down and a lot of this production has slowed. And so we have a less, a less amount of supply. The world currently operates on about 150 million pounds of uranium a year. This is the whole world. And currently, we probably have produced about 25 million this year or something like that. Uh, close to, I think it's in between 25 and 50 million this year, 50 million pounds. And so we're already operating at a deficit and we're using the reserves that um, were already produced early on. So eventually, something's going to have to give, you know, because uh, the price of uranium is very cheap. Currently, it costs about. $50 to produce a pound of uranium and they are currently selling the pound of uranium for $30 a pound. No one in their right mind would think like, oh, I'm going to make a profit. I'm going to spend $50 right here to produce this item, but then I'm going to sell it for 30, you know? So when you think about that, you got to say, okay, how long can this go on? You know, how long can a company succeed and continue to profit and all that stuff if they're not making any profits off the product? 
So the price has to go up. The price has to go up. And right now we are seeing that there is going to be a supply crunch. Yes, a supply crunch. I told you guys that um, we usually operate on about 150 million pounds a year and we only have about 50 million pounds this year. So um, a lot of people are going to need lights. A lot of people are going to need the lights on in their house. And with us operating at a deficit, us not having 150 million pounds to operate on for the year, that means the price of uranium is going to have to go up because there is a lack of supply. It takes a long time to get the mines up and going so that they can continue to to produce and, and resume producing. And, you know, the, the price has to go up. The price has to go up because the demand is high for electricity. So when you have a high demand and a, and a lack of supply, the prices of that supply skyrockets. This is like basic economics, uh, supply and demand. So whenever you have a huge demand and a lack of supply, the prices go up. Uh, I look at the real estate market where I live. You know, there's not a lot of houses on the market. It's a seller's market. There's a lot of buyers out there. There's low interest rates. You know, interest rates have been at zero uh, by the Federal Reserve. So people are getting into interest rates at like 2%. They actually increase the loan amounts that people can get to afford a home and things like that. So uh, you have a lot of buyers out there that, that want a house, but there's not enough houses on the market. So the prices of the houses are continuously increasing because there is a lack of supply, but a huge demand. I mean, some properties are getting about 20, 30 bids on those properties um, because people are really trying to get in these houses. So that's that's an economic law, which is supply and demand. So the same thing with uranium, people are going to want to have their lights on, but there's not going to be a whole lot of supply. And so the price of uranium is going to have to go up. What I'm anticipating is that some of these stocks, these uranium stocks are going to uh, increase about 10 to 20 times. And that's a huge that's a huge amount that's going to be increased. So when I think about that, it's like, OK, like, let me position myself now because you can get into some uranium stocks pretty cheap. And I actually sent out a letter uh, to my email list, uh, my followers on my email list and explain some of the uranium stocks that I'm in and things like that. And I gave them the stock tickers that I that I that I'm investing in myself. So if you're interested in that, be sure to message me or, or get in contact with me or email me at the money level show at gmail.com. And I can give you that information. And so I definitely want to be able to uh, provide people with that. So uranium is really cheap right now. It's undervalued and it's very needed. And it's going to be even more needed coming up soon because the mines are shut off line. It takes a long time to get those mines back going. And there is a lack of supply this year because of COVID. And with uranium, it, it operates in bear markets for years or so. Uh, in the early 2000s, um, it was ending a bear market, about a 20-year bear market. I remember listening to uh, one of my favorite um, kind of investors, uh, Rick Rule, who uh, talked about he looked into uranium back in the early 2000s and saw that the price was 
being sold for less than what it costs to produce. And, and he was like, the price has to go up. Like, how long can this happen? And so he believed that there was going to be a bull market for the uranium space. At the time, he was a money manager. He got into a stock, a company, and he got a lot of his uh, clientele to get into this company. And they got into this company at 10 cents a share. 10 cents a share. So the company uh, began to lose um, uh, money. And a lot of that price of that share went down and went to nine cents, six cents, you know, five cents. And they were losing a lot of money because, like, if you're in that 10 cents a share, you know, you put however many thousand dollars in there, you're getting a lot of shares. So you're losing a lot of money when it goes down a penny. The company went down to one cent a share and they had to make a decision, either sell off and lose a lot of money or buy more. They decided to buy more because just the fundamentals of the supply and demand um, just looked correct for uranium so they bought more the start of the bull market in 2004 uh, lasted till about 2007 i believe that's where it peaked and that stock went from one cent to ten dollars one cent to ten dollars so he and his clientele made some huge gains they made some huge gains now, when you think about that, when you put ten dollars into a stock at at uh, one cents, that's a thousand shares. Ten dollars for one cents, that's a thousand shares. Then, you know, that goes up to ten dollars. You turn ten dollars into ten thousand dollars. I think that there's going to be some big gains in this market. There's going to be some big gains in Currently, we're on a bear market. We've been in a bear market since 2007. It's been about 13 years. Uh, so we're going to be coming up on a bull market. And I hope that you guys can do your own research and, you know, take what I say and think, act and prosper. And so um, I just wanted to share that today. And I hope that you all are doing well. I hope that you all are enjoying your holidays. I hope that this was a blessing to you all. Uh, be sure to email me if you have any more questions and things like that. I would love to be in touch. And so, so y'all stay blessed and be sure to tune in to the next show. All right, peace.